This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We have been preempted the last two Thursday evenings by Seattle Storm. And Seattle Storm is a, a women's professional basketball team here in Washington State. And thankfully, they are doing so well that they are going to the playoffs. So we're excited for Seattle Storm. We wish them the best of luck. We hope that they win in the playoffs. When are the playoffs exactly, Tom? Do you, or do you know when that is? Um, we have our last scheduled game tomorrow. Yeah. And then they go into playoff stuff. I don't have those schedules. Oh, that's okay. That's so yet, exciting. Yeah, I'm no, it's all pretty much up in the air. Oh, I'm just so happy for them. That's wonderful that yeah. they're doing so well. So no, they're playing really well this year. Oh, that's great. So we gave over the evening show for the last couple of weeks, but we're back here live in the studio. And tonight I am here with Dr. Astrid Pajari. She is a physician here in the Seattle area. And in Seattle, Washington, we have um, magazines that actually give us information about physicians in the area. And one of them is the Seattle Metropolitan um, magazine, and they had their issue out last month, and it's called Top Doctors. And Dr. Bajari was listed um, as a top doc, and actually she was interviewed um, by the magazine, and so the beginning portion of the article is all about Dr. Astor Pajari. And then it goes on to, um, I also believe, Dr. Pajari, that you were um, interviewed on a television show too as well, right? That's right. Yeah. So we're blessed and fortunate to have one of the top doctors in Washington State for 2008 here in the studio. In fact, Astrid was also, Dr. Bajari was also mentioned in the Seattle Magazine in 2006. So these surveys are of Washington State physicians, and Dr. Pajari was ranked as one of the best doctors here in Seattle. Yay. Congratulations again. Thank you. You're welcome. And then Dr. Pajari is also an occasional um, contributor to the Seattle Times. So um, you write articles and answer. Do you answer questions for people as well through the um, through the newspaper? I was doing that, but now I'm doing more freelance. Oh, fun. Fun. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, we're very grateful to have you in the studio. Um, Dr. Bajari has pursued integration of medicine, Western and holistic for the past 15 years. And you went to college in Massachusetts um, for your pre-med, correct? Or medical school? For medical school, yeah. I went to Tufts Medical School, which is in Boston. Wonderful. And then you went to California for your residency. That's correct. And then you have a degree in herbal medicine from a London university. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Yay. So again, we're just grateful to have um, Dr. Pajari in the studio. And you can call the phone numbers. And um, what are those phone numbers again, Tom? Well, if they want to give us a call on the toll-free line, that's one 825 8828 That number one more time, 877-825-8828, or locally, 425-373-5527. Great. So you can call from anywhere around the world, and you, it'll be toll-free for you, and you can call in and ask Dr. Pajari a question, or me, or whatever you'd like to do. And one of the things we're going to emphasize tonight is we're going to talk about what's the next step that a person can do if they feel like they're stuck in the Western medicine approach of medicine. And I think you're the perfect person to ask that question to because you have so much experience. So what would be you know, a general um, rule or um, perhaps you know, an idea of what a person can do if they feel stuck in their health healing? Well, there's a lot of ways to approach that 
if you feel stuck in Western medicine, there's a lot of reasons you can feel stuck. One is because you don't have enough information or you don't have a diversity of information available to you. So sometimes simple things like getting another opinion from another doctor is always a good thing. I I find sometimes that the people I work with um, or patients I work with are nervous about getting a second opinion from another doctor because they don't want to insult the one they're with or so on and so forth. And I have to tell you that having been a primary care physician for many years in a Seattle area hospital, that, you know, really all doctors, at least in my opinion, even if they don't, they should want the the patient that they're working with to be happy and to have the knowledge that they need. So the first step, in my opinion, is always getting a second opinion from another physician, um, if that's available to you. The second is that specialty help is always helpful. Um, So depending on what the issue at hand is to to think about getting specialty help depending on what the particular issue is. The third thing is that if you feel that the Western medical paradigm isn't working for you, then usually um, there's a lot of ways to explore other healing paradigms. The reason that a lot of people come to me is because sometimes it can be hard to navigate all the different providers available without having somebody who has expertise in all the different avenues. So if you have an integrative medicine physician in your area, that's always a good place to start. If you don't, then where I usually start is with your internal wisdom. So listening to friends, listening to other recommendations from you know people who have gotten success with a particular paradigm, whether it's Chinese medicine, natural, you know, natural approaches, very widely. So um, listening to people who've had success in those modalities is another good way to go. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So Tom, why don't we go to the phone lines and take our first caller? Okay, we've got Linda calling from Nevada. Hi, Linda. Hi. Hi, how are you tonight? Yes, this is Marie. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I um, actually am a new listener and um, I've listened to some of your archive shows. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, and you know, I was just thinking, say, I've just had a lot of, um, just a lot of turmoil this year, and, um, you know, I've really been practicing meditation and, and just, you know, practicing Tai Chi and, and practicing all sorts of um, relaxation and, and reading all the books on, you know, creating and manifesting, and, um, you know, it just, I just have a lot of, of, of balls in the air this year, and it seems like more I, um, try to create manifest the, the it makes a u-turn and goes the opposite way and yeah. you know i'm just very um almost i don't know what you say i mean i'm just becoming so negative you know i mean just because i try to be positive and then you know as i'm thinking about things and and um really just believing that you know things are going to turn out right then it takes a different turn and you know i'm just wondering how to be more just how to be more positive or how to, you know, turn things around. Right, to reduce your stress and all of that. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because actually Dr. Bajari and I were talking about something similar to that on the way into the show, you know, because obviously being a physician is a very demanding job. There's a lot of stress yeah. and having a family and, you know, other people that you're responsible for. And we were talking about de-stressing. And, yeah. and Astrid loves to meditate. It's one of her favorite things to do. <laughs> so maybe yeah. we can start with your meditation um, do you have any advice? Um, well, for Linda? I would start by saying, Linda, um, do you feel like your life is unraveling? Is that 
how you feel or how, what's going on? Yeah, exactly? I feel like it's out of my control. You know, I'm, um, I have a business and um, I'm actually just in the middle of an adoption. And it just seems that, um, you know, it's just, I, I keep getting blocks. I mean, things are working out, but um, they're just taking a really roundabout sort of way. And I'm, I'm starting to, just in, in the business, kind of wondering do I really belong in that business. And, you know, just a lot of things seem to be unraveling and then, you know, um, you know, it could have a lot to do with um, the fact that I'm getting older and I'm just wondering if, like, hormones and all that stuff gets, plays into that, into the worry, sort of anxious about okay. maybe nothing, you know? Right. I have, I have some thoughts. And um, one thing I'll say is that, so let's just start with manifestation for a minute. When you're talking about manifestation, remember that on Earth things are slow, Right. So there's always a time delay between when you change as a person, you change your consciousness, and things start to change for you in your life. And a lot of times when people start to have a big growth like you are, it sounds like, you know, you've had a pretty transformational year in a lot of ways, right? And mm-hmm. people, a lot of times, completely understandable, get real impatient. They're like, well, where, where are the results? I want to see those results. Mm-hmm. But we forget that... Um, the manifestation on earth, you know, a lot of what's maybe happening in your life is still from the past, right? Mm-hmm. So you're still having to live out and unravel those things that you've created from the past. And just remember, sometimes we have to let things go before we can bring in the new, as frustrating as it is. So the thing to stick with, the thing to really remember, and this is where I think Marie's pointing out the importance of meditation. We can talk about that in a minute, and I can give you just some practical ideas for that. But the power of it is that when you're looking at your life right now, I would say you're still looking at the past and you haven't yet seen the results of everything that you've done in terms of transformation of consciousness. So what you need to do is to continue to hold your focus on the positive, regardless of what you're seeing around you. Because really, if you think about it, energy, is, as Marie will, I'm sure, be more than happy to talk about in detail, but energy always comes first in many, many holistic paradigms. And if you <clears throat> continue to hold your energy on the positive, then it, t- it takes time for the physical to shift. It's a lot slower than the energy. So even though your energy, your consciousness has changed, it's taking time for the past to unwork itself and then you to come in. Now, the power of meditation is that this can be a really difficult thing to, to live through, right? So mm-hmm. what meditation does, it's like weight training for your mind. It, it's like, you know, people go to the gym and they think, you know, I see so many people, they, they spend so much time going to the gym every day. You know, I do an hour of, of, you know, running and then I do 50 minutes of weights and so on and so forth. But we really do very little, at least in American society, to develop the power of our minds. And, you know, a lot of times, especially as children, we're not taught how important it is, how powerful our thoughts are, etc., and so what meditation does, it's simply all it is, is holding your attention on positive thoughts, learning how to think in a way that empowers you, empowers those around you, and leads to a more peaceful and happy life. That's all it's doing. So a simple form of meditation that, you know, many, many cultures use is simply, you know, an affirmation, right? Mm-hmm. There's many, but the more you can also relax your conscious mind and bring in your deeper subconscious self, then the, the faster these changes in your life are going to happen as well. So 
th- that would be my perspective. I don't know if yeah, Maria has stuff to I, add I would on agree. That. I think the, the hardest part of manifesting, you know, the space where you're in right, Linda, right now, knowing what you want and have doing all the work that you've done is the continual dedication that you have to do in, in order to bring it all the way through to the physical reality. And frustration is actually a really good sign. It means you're on the right it? track. <laughs> it is. Sometimes I, sometimes I you know, I've just, I've read so much and I, I, I just have meditated and I go out and I, I try to be quiet and then, you know, and I get into a really positive place and maybe it is my patience. And, yeah. and when things just go the totally opposite way, I'm thinking, is this really for real or am I just kidding myself? And and I am really frustrated. Yeah, so frustration is a good sign. It means you're on the right track. And, and part of this is also part of the test. You know, how long can an individual stay in that connective state? The universe is helping to you know, strengthen your mind as, I loved what um, Dr. Bajari said, you know, weight training for your mind. I think that's fabulous. Yeah. And, um, and so staying on course because it's, she's right as well that it's a slow process when you work in the physical realm. Think about all the things a human being has to do in the morning just to get off to work. First of all, you have to get up, go to the bathroom. <laughs> you got to brush yeah. your teeth. You got to take a shower. You have to make some oatmeal, some tea. Maybe you're going to go grab some coffee. You got to go put gas in your car. Okay, all of that has occurred before you even get to a job. So we live in a rather mundane, slow, physical place that allows us to be very, very present. And so, or hopefully, allows us to be very, very present because human beings don't really like to be in the present moment. And so in those moments, in those present moments, you have to allow the experience to expand. And, and as something negative shows up into your your current reality, your job is to stay focused on what you really want. And I think a lot of books forget to tell you how hard it is. I, yeah. I, I think it's challenging and it takes courage and dedication. And I think you are completely dedicated. And I think you've shown an extraordinary amount of courage. And I bet you anything in the next three or four months, things are going to rapidly change because you're, you're like in that launch pad. You know, it's like they're gassing up the rocket and they've checked all the cylinders and, and you're going to go off, but they have to run a few more tests. <laughs> right. Well, that's the way I feel. I mean, Good. You know, I just, I really, I'm really, you know, into all this and a lot of people, you know, I mean, so tired of me talking about, you know, oh, I just really read this and believe this is going to be true and, Good. and um, believe that this is the way things are going to go, but. Is there any way that, I mean, can you feel or, or see any energy in me? I mean, what is my energy like? Because I, I feel like I'm a very negative person when I get <laughs> I, I wouldn't say you're a negative person, but I think you were raised around a lot of negative people. And yeah. so you tend to, at times, kind of feel that familiarity of your childhood that mm-hmm. makes you think that you're not a good person. And what I would do at those times in your life is to nurture that part of you that thinks that you're not a good person or thinks that you're negative, because that's what that part of you wants at that moment anyways, almost like a big hug. You, you know, when I'm in that place, when I'm being hard on myself or judging myself, it's almost like I imagine a part of myself kind of splintering off, and I nurture that part of me. It makes me giggle and it allows me to be more light, lighthearted with whatever I'm dealing with. So that's what I would recommend to do. I think you'll power through the frustration, although again, the frustration's a good sign. And and then you'll, it's almost like getting an extra hug from someone who says, I know you can do it. Right. Um, and then you'll have the, the energy, if you will, to move to the next step. Yeah. No, I, I know you're right there because I know that when, you know, if, if I'm expecting something to happen and it, it doesn't happen or Somebody right. else happens to someone else, and I, and not me. Right. And I immediately do get real negative. And I go, well, you know. And I know my deep feelings are like, well, I, I didn't deserve that anyway, you know. Sure. No, I understand. Yeah. Well, thank you so Good. much for calling in. We wish you well, the best for, of luck. Good luck. Thank you for thanks for giving me a little bit of insight to work with and not being so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, you're on the right track. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank, Thank you for you. listening to the show. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're going to go ahead and go to our next caller. Okay. We've got Trish calling from Seattle. Hi, Trish. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. And what can Dr. Pajari do for you today? Well, I have a, a 14-year-old daughter who has been pigeon-toed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, her, her pediatrician said, well, she'll just grow out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And she's never really grown out of it. Mm-hmm. She still is pigeon-toed. She does have, and I'm starting to wonder if all of some of the other problems she has are related. She has some back problems, back aches. Her, she's uncomfortable with what needs me to pop her back. or She has headaches occasionally. And she also has some bladder control issues. Mm-hmm. So... I was wondering what advice you would have or... Well, the first thing I would do, who did you talk to first about the, the p- being pigeon-toed? The, her pediatrician. Okay. The first thing I would do is, is recommend you see an, orthopedics, uh, per, uh, an orthopedic uh, specialist. And you can see a sports medicine physician or orthopedist. Um, and ideally somebody who's um, good with teenagers, you know, Mm -hmm. children and teenagers, because you want somebody who's going to be, you know, specialized in that area Mm -hmm. to give you some more specifics. Because, you know, um, just having been in primary care myself, you know, a lot of times people do grow out of that. But if you're still seeing it, I think it's definitely worth seeing a specialist. And I would just go ahead and do that. The headaches and the back pain can definitely result from that. um, Because you're going to get some, you know, changes in terms of how the pelvic you know, all the muscles in your body are, are holding that tension, right? Because it's not um, ergonomically as easy for somebody to walk around in mm-hmm. that position. Mm-hmm. So I have seen that happen. Um, and so that would be the first place I would start. Another thing you can do in the meantime is have her get massage for the headaches because that'll help relieve some of the muscle tension. Um, sometimes um, you can also try a chiropractor for headaches, but you want to make sure in general, I usually recommend, especially for children, that they're a low-velocity chiropractor, so they're not doing the whip crack, you know, of their neck, mm. but just more of a gentle uh, movements. Okay. Um, other suggestions, but I would, I'd probably start with, you know, like I said, a sports medicine physician or, or orth- orthopedics. So would the, that be some kind of physical therapy then? Well, you know, it depends on, well, it really depends. There's a lot of reasons for this, so I can't give you a diagnosis over the phone. Mm -hmm. But um, I would start with the specialty evaluation because they're going to be able to go through all the different options, you know, reasons for this and (laughs) see if it's something that can be alleviated with physical therapy or does it need, you know, more intervention than that. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I was going to say is bladder control issues usually um, are not related to this. Okay. But it, you know, again, I, I don't want to speak prematurely because I actually haven't seen your daughter in person and done a physical exam, et cetera, et cetera. But that would probably be something to bring up again with her pediatrician mm-hmm. and see um, what... We switched doctors, so now I, I'm taking her in on Monday actually to see another, a, a doctor that's not a pediatrician. Sort of a... Oh, good. Okay, that would be great. I think they're, they may be separate issues, but, you know, it'd be interesting to see what the sports medicine physician said about it. Okay. Yeah, you know, when um, w- I've already looked at your daughter. She's adorable, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. She's just <laughs> adorable. She's got a wonderful free spirit. She's highly intuitive. Mm. And, but I also think that she's not really thrilled about being here on the earth. 
Mm-hmm. You know, hence the pigeon toad, you know, because there are over 3,000 minor chakras in the physical body, and there's at least one on the bottom of each foot. And what these secondary, um, there's 3,000 secondary chakras, excuse me, um, what these secondary chakras do at the bottom of the feet is they release energetic roots or vines that grow all the way to the core of the earth. They plant in, and then they act like straws and pull up earth energy. And people who have issues with their feet um, don't really want to ground. You know, there's some... Who knows if it's a past life experience or if they just prefer not to be on the earth plane or or maybe, you know, they are going to feel more integrated in their grounding as they get older, which is probably what your physician was thinking, maybe in a subconscious way. <laughs> you know, um, she's uh, highly intuitive and doesn't really see the world the same way everyone else does which is actually a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. We want people to be their unique, authentic selves here on the planet. Um, so I would consider doing some root chakra exercises as well, okay. which, which could really help before you go see the specialist for her feet as well, you know, um, help with the diagnoses, getting something that could be done quickly or with perhaps less effort. Um, okay. And so there, there is a stomping exercise that she could do where mm-hmm. she just gently stomps around the house and, and punches her fist towards the ground. Right. Do you know that one? I do, yes. Perfect. You pound your fists and say, I'm here, I'm staying, and I live here in joy. Am I right? Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Yeah. So if she yeah. could do that, um, I think that, that actually helped me with some sciatic pain. Excellent. Yeah. Wonderful. So really we worked. get that energy moving, which should help her back. And of course, with the back, that shows that she's very strong willed. Okay. In in my opinion, um, she's strong. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. She's very strong willed. And so you Stubborn, know, even, <laughs> which is a great asset for women. You know, <laughs> it is. Yeah. And so you know, ha- allowing herself to pull up that earth energy and to stay, be, be more comfortable in her body, and allow things to um, begin to do their unraveling uh. of of not wanting to be here, sort of speak. Okay. Yeah. So good. I think that. Um, I, I think you're going to have resolution with this, by the way. I okay. see it, you know, resolving itself in a way that you all, both of you, feel comfortable about it. Okay. Yeah, it, it may take about seven or eight more months, you know, before you really see the end result of what you're looking for or okay. feel like you're really on the right path. But that's great. That's I, I think it's wonderful that practitioners take time finding out what's the best way to resolve a situation. And, and healing takes time anyway. So, yeah, that's wonderful. That would fit with doing physical therapy and things like that as well. You know, because you're going to need time to to have physical therapy actually be effective. You know, if if that's the route you're seeing, Marie, then um, there's some other forms of body work that can help accelerate Mm. that process. If you feel that they're recommending physical therapy, um, you might also try Bowen work. Mm -hmm. Bowen. Or, yeah, it's B-O-W-E-N. Okay. And then new word, W-O-R-K. And? Bowen technique or Bowen work. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then another um, option to accelerate it is um, Feldenkrais. So that's true. F is in yeah. Frank, E L D is in dog, E N K R E I S. So those yeah. might help. You know, in addition, if if you know Marie seeing that it might be physical therapy, and then you might want to augment with some more holistic forms of body work as well. Yeah, I think Feldenkrais is fabulous because it works on developmental stages from birth. And Mm -hmm. so it'll help her change the way she recognizes her body and how she sits in her body. Mm -hmm. And I kept seeing orthotics is what I kept seeing. So I don't know if that'll be a part of the therapy or not, but that's what I kept seeing in my head. Yeah, She kind of scrunches her shoulder 
shoulders up her your neck kind of sits into her (laughs) (laughs) well she's adorable and you know maybe the earth doesn't make her exactly happy but it's important for all of us to find ways to be happy here and because this is a wonderful place and we need to find new ways to receive it so that all of our being can enjoy it including our toes Great. And, Thank you. So, oh, yeah. I wanted just to ask you your opinion about the bladder issues because yeah. that was something I figured she would grow out of. I had yeah. similar issues as a kid up to preteen and not so bad, though. Right. And, and that's, hers is almost a daily or. Mm-hmm. There's least. a lot of fear when I'm in her kidneys, her adrenal glands, up the. Um, the the tubes um, for the bladder and all of that good stuff, I am actually in a lot of fear. And so as she reduces her fear, maybe feels more comfortable here, becomes more relaxed, then maybe she'll have a better flow of her urinary function. But, you know, I don't know if there are other problems involved with it um, as well, but I'm in a tremendous amount of fear, which is so interesting. You know, we are, we already know, at least based on what we're looking at today, that she doesn't really enjoy being here. And then she probably has some hidden fear or stress about it. And so it's affecting, you know, um, the bladder also holds energetically, it can hold frustration. And, and so maybe that's a part of it. But I see her, I see a lot of fear in that part of her body. Okay. Okay. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Great. So we're going to go ahead and actually take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And so... What, what did you, oh, yeah. Do you want to put out the phone numbers again, Tom? Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and get those out there so people can give us a call. He's giving me to. sign language over here in the studio. It's like it's like baseball signs. <laughs> okay. You're like, what? Did you want me to steal second base? <laughs> <laughs> those numbers, uh, if you want to call in and talk to Marie tonight, give us a call at 1 825 8828. That number toll free one more time 877 825 8828. Or you can give us a call toll free. Well, that is the toll-free number, or locally <laughs> at 425-373-5527. Great. And we'll be right back with Dr. Astrid Pajari on the Marie, the Marie Menu Cherry Show. Marie is excited to announce that she will be venturing into the wilds of Wyoming to speak at the 6th Annual Teton Wellness Festival the weekend of October 11th. Marie will present the Energy Medicine Experience on Saturday, October 11th at 2 p.m. at the Snow King Resort. For those of you in the Wyoming area, join Marie for this creative, comprehensive, and educational experience about energy medicine. For more information, please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website at www.energyintuitive.com where there's a direct link to the Teton Wellness Festival website. The July Reiki Workshop is now full. No need to worry, Marie will teach another Reiki Workshop in November. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn how to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants while Marie uses her symbolic sight to provide individual feedback. You will learn detailed information about the chakra system. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level, and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Reiki is still Marie's favorite modality. This is truly a transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. Enrollment is limited, booklet included. It's here, an evening with Marie Manucheri and friends. Every month on the third Wednesday, this two-hour class promises to inspire you and surround you with like-minded people. Come explore topics like 
manifest your goals and desires, meet your spirit guides, embrace your intuition, bridging worlds, and balance your human energy system. This Wednesday evening class is held in Seattle from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the third Wednesday of every month, January through October. Classes will be held at the Residence in Marriott, Lake Union, 800 Fairview Avenue North in Seattle. Parking is free on the street, near the hotel, or in the garage. Just pull up to the hotel and ask the front desk for a parking key. For more information, visit my website at www.energyintuitive.com or call the office at 425-825-5671. See you there. Alternative Talk 1150 is now being broadcast in digital quality on FM 98.9 HD3. So rejoice, you early adopters of technology. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live tonight in the studio in Bellevue, Washington, South Bellevue. And we also have Dr. Astrid Pajari, who's here with us. And we're congratulating her for getting top doc again in our Seattle magazine, The Metropolitan. Um, and so what is one of the great things about your practice? What do you enjoy most about it? I love helping people to look at, well, first of all, there's so many things I like about it. I love spending time with people. I love being able to offer people different viewpoints on the same thing because a lot of times you know when I was just a primary care doctor I I could only offer a single paradigm or single truth or way of of viewing things and now I have all these different tools in my belt that I can give people that differ from each other but are very complementary and I think they address more completely the person and another thing I really like is helping people to see illnesses and a way to empower themselves rather than feeling disempowered by it. Absolutely. One, one of the things I wish some of the people, you know, when they come to see me, because they've already been diagnosed by their physician, most of those who have health issues, I just wish their cheerleaders and the nurses would come out and cheerlead and do a little cheer for them, you know, when they're diagnosed so that they feel really supported and have a lot of hope about their next journey. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally because, agree. To, you know, healing a health issue is really no different than surviving a divorce or recovering from financial problems or creating a new line of career. You know, all of these things are brought to our attention so that we can grow and evolve and change. Absolutely. Right. So um, great. Lovely. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Okay. We've got Ed calling in to talk to us from Linden. Hi, Ed. Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Great. What, what can we do for you tonight? Well, I got a question. My wife and I are both physical therapists, and we run a small business in in Linden. And we started the business about four years ago and kind of came out of the chute doing well financially, and things were stable. And then the last year, we have been having all sorts of financial difficulties with the business. And not from a patient standpoint. I mean, we're both doing very well. She sees kids, and I see adults. But um, I'm curious to see if there's something, because we, we think we're trying to make the right decisions in terms of who we hire and the kind of choices that we make. But we've been having a lot of financial difficulties this last year, especially in collection for the services that we've done, and it's mm-hmm. really put us in a bind. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, is there something that I may be doing that I'm not even aware that I'm doing that is, I don't want to say sabotaging, but if there's something that I'm doing that 
might be perpetuating this problem that I'm not even aware of. Mm-hmm. But it's um, really been a you know it's been a strain on the family and and our relationship and all sorts of things. Sure. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate both of you for doing such wonderful work in the world and working together and creating your own practice. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's tough, but it's it's definitely rewarding, and it's sure. you know it's. Um, but we also have to pay the bills right. and raise the kids, and so it's, right. it's, you know we we moved. We first two years we were fine, and we moved into a, a larger facility where we could do more things. Mm-hmm. In the long run, it's going to be a good idea, but in the short run, it just seems like we're just kind of hitting one roadblock after another, and so. Well, luckily, um, Dr. Pajari and I both own our own businesses. Um, Astrid owns the Pajari Center, um, located in Seattle. Okay. And so we, you know, have dealt with these issues, I'm sure, over the years. And what I'm picking up is that you need to drastically change your paradigm. So y- what I'm looking at is that you have an idea of how much money that you need to make, you know, to get it through, um, you know, to get it through life to succeed. Uh-huh. And you need to bump it up at least the first digit of that number needs to change. And you need to learn to get comfortable with it. Because even though you have a clear vision in my mind of what the future holds for you, and I think it's completely accurate, you're not ready on an energetic level um, at this moment, which can change at any moment, to receive that type of wealth. So there's a reception um, place for it. In other words, when I look at your heart chakra, it's gigantic. It extends outside of your thoracic cavity, which tells me that you are a generous giver. And the back portion of the heart chakra, right in between the shoulder blades, is the highest receptivity center for the physical body for energy or universal life force energy. And what I see mostly that comes in through that area of the back is abundance. And abundance, of course, is wealth, but it's also health and love and joy. And so you're doing all the right things, but you haven't changed your energetic paradigm regarding it so that the resources can come in. So the resources are trickling, (laughs) and probably they're not that much different than... Um, how they were before you made this shift in the physical surroundings. But because you made a shift in the physical surroundings, you now need to make a shift in your paradigm of how much money you can create, how much money can flow in. So the exercise I recommend is that when anyone compliments you and all your patients, I'm sure, say thank you. Um, when, when, When that happens, that's your opportunity to receive energy in through the back in between that shoulder blade. And you have a huge heart chakra, so you need to receive more than the than let's say the average person who's not as perhaps comfortable or confident in their ability to give. In fact, I love what you do with your patients. You actually surround them with energy. It's beautiful. You really help them to be mobile and is it's wonderful for their healing process. So you need to take in tons of energy. My favorite thing to do is to visualize a flock of birds flying into the back of of my heart chakra. And I think you need to visualize like 14 flocks of birds because your heart chakra is so huge and receiving is really not your favorite thing. It's difficult for me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, my wife got me, you know, a massage she does probably better about th- nine months ago <laughs> and, and it's just, it, the certificate just sits, sits there. there just, yeah. Well, she's better at receiving than you are, so she's probably more irritated with you about what's going on because she also can read energy well, as you can. And so she's probably like, honey, come on, let's get going. we got to get this going Um, because she's doing a much better job getting energy in through her backs. Here's what I do, and then I would love to hear what Dr. Pajari has to say as well, is, um, 
you know, whenever I want to change my income, which is generally annually for me, I have to get comfortable with the number that I want to create, you know, because we all have our paradigm of what we deserve, how valuable we are, or even our reality about how in the world are we ever going to make that type of money or have those amount of resources in our life. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of social consciousness wrapped up into family dynamics and family belief systems. So again, I want you to bump that number up at least one digit, the first one, (laughs) and then, um, and then I would love for you to think about, wow, what would it be like if I had an income like that? You know, what things would I do? How much would I save? How comfortable would we feel? Because you need to feel as if you've already created it. Rather than what you are doing now is you keep looking at all the little things that tell you why everything's kind of a mess and how it's not going to shift in quite a while. You have like probably 20 to 30 little things that remind you of, wow, this isn't going to happen for a long time. So, Astrid, what what do you have to offer? I I absolutely agree with Marie in terms of the importance. If you're, you know, it's so important what your belief structure is about abundance. If you believe that, you know, if you can't imagine yourself making $2 million or whatever it is, you know, literally exponentially increase whatever it is that you think you are going to make from this business and triple it. At least, (laughs) at least triple it. And then imagine yourself on a daily basis. And again, this comes back to meditation. But for me, meditation is, again, simply weight training for your mind, imagining that that has already happened. It is so important because energy precedes physical. And if you don't believe that it's possible, it's not coming. Right. And I I think that triple was smart. That was because then you're going to maybe get half of it rather than a triple, perhaps. But oh, yeah, that's great. Good idea. I usually triple it because I know that's pushing me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's a a difficult thing because, you know, I'm my my, I'm a my both my parents are from India. And so I'm first generation, you know, and my, my parents definitely weren't your, you know, they were blue collar workers and. And, you know, we were very, you know, we were comfortable, but money was never, you know, in overflowing with abundance. And I don't know, I think as, you know, I'm, I'm you know, in my 40s now, but I, I still think that there's some of those things that uh, permeate through. So I don't know if there's something that just is there that says, well, you know, a little struggle is, is, is always right. good. <laughs> and yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't have... You know, it's like if we did have abundant wealth, what would be nice is once the family was secured, though, is, is, is to be able to, to do things with it, you know, either through charity or through, you know, whatever Absolutely. it is. I mean, it, it's yeah. not a yacht on, on the bay type of thing, you know, so I, I have to realize that I need to kind of um, maybe get over some of the thoughts that I have that might be kind of putting up roadblocks in my mind just maybe because of you know, my parents' situation, but, you know, they never really even went to college, and, you know, and I've got my master's. And so, I mean, it's a different story, but I still think that maybe there might be some roadblocks there that I don't consciously perceive, but maybe somehow I, I, I do. You know, it's interesting, Ed. I would say a couple things because I went through a similar struggle myself. What I'd say is, you know, especially for somebody who's service-oriented, I totally understand this. What I used to imagine, a couple things. One is everybody would walk into my office and hand me money. I mean, they didn't hand it to me, right? They're yeah. handing it to whoever. But sure. still, hand money into whatever it is, my pot. I'd imagine that that money was actually energy because that's really all it yeah. is. Uh-huh. And I'd imagine source, which is all that is, right? You're Indian, so universal uh-huh. consciousness. Uh-huh. Returning that abundance to them 
triple fold. So anything, any money that they gave me, their abundance would triple. Oh, I love that. I would imagine that because I had trouble also with similar things. And I I had to remember that really all that money is is a transferring of energy Uh and that my intention was always that this is really about serving the universal good and that the universal good is there to serve me, but it's also, you know, increasing their abundance as well. So that, that was one way that I approached it. The second thing is that one way you can also imagine it, and this is another thing I struggled with, is it okay for me to make a lot of money? Because I had a belief, and I realized this, that if I made a lot of money, then I thought other people couldn't. But actually, I think the highest and best vision of a new earth is that in which we are all wealthy. Absolutely. And all have everything we need. And right. And that everything that we have again, benefits others triple. Absolutely. So the more wealth and income that you create, the easier it is for others because we all are out, made out of energy. And when I look at money, um, dollar bills or 20s or 100s or whatnot, I see subatomic particles, electrons and protons. Yeah. I actually force that vision onto the monies that I see um, because it's a very neutral uh, experience for me. I look at science very neutrally, but I also love it. Uh-huh. Extraordinary. So even if you put your children's faces on on all the amounts of money you have in your bank accounts or the money that's coming through um, your clients and whatnot. And Dr. Pajari is correct. The more wealth we have as an individual, the more wealth there will be available for the rest of mankind. Because we're mirroring to those individuals that they too can be wealthy, that it's not just for a select few people in the population. It's meant for everyone to live heaven on earth, if you will. Sure. Sure. So I think you have some homework to do with the back of that heart chakra. <laughs> yes, and, and that that would be, like like you were saying, the thoracic area. Yeah, right in between the shoulder blades. Has it been bothering you lately? <laughs> mm-hmm. I laugh because my left, my left thoracics have been, no matter what ah. I do and how much I work out and how much I get it treated and everything else, it's just a chronic low level that I, that I can't get to and I can't, I mean, I can manage it, but it, it's always there lurking in the background. Well, here's the, here's the even funnier part of that is that the left-hand side of the body is feminine, and the feminine energy is all about receptivity. So it's all about what activity? Receptivity. It's about receiving. Oh. So oh. not only are you in the area where you receive and you're not letting it in, so it's causing you discomfort, it's even on the left-hand side. Yeah. So your body's talking to you. It's saying, come on, baby, open up the back of your heart chakra. Let yeah. the energy in so that you can have more resources. Okay. Okay. All right. And keep this posted. I want to know how you're doing on this co-creative process. And your wife's going to bug the heck out of you on this too, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know she's talked to you before. Has she? Okay. Yeah. And so I think she. I think she saw you once. I think you did a class somewhere up in Bellingham. I think. Yes, I have taught there. Yes. And so, um, yeah. So it was. It was her idea to call. And so. Good. Good. Well, but, we we wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Well, um, thank you, Dr. Pajar, and I know that every person who embraces their abundance is helping the rest of mankind, even parts of the world where people live that we may never meet because our energies are all collective. You know, we are all part of one. We're all part of the source. And when each being opens up to the enormous um, potential of themselves, they help the rest of humanity humanity to do the very same thing. So thank you for doing your work. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for your time and help. You're welcome. Okay. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So isn't that fun talking about resources and finances and I just find it fascinating. It's all part of the same thing, you know, in terms of health and and relationships. It's all interrelated in terms of energy. I agree. 
Yeah, I love it. So, Tom, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Okay, we've got Lynn calling. Hi, Lynn. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing fine. I just wanted to ask and see if either of you have um, insights or ideas about um, uh, endometriosis. I um, It's been kind of just a fact in my life, and mm-hmm. um, I did use for a time in my life hormones to sort of repress it because it seems to be going gangbusters, mm-hmm. seemed to be, and... That worked for a number of years until I had developed allergies, and I also had feelings that um, I should stop taking it before the allergies developed. I just had a feeling, and so I got off those, and then there have been a few years after that, and um, it um, is progressing, and so I'm trying to, I mean, I look and approach it in all different ways. I know we all have um, differing genetic things that are going on in our lives, and so... um, this is the thing that is kind of in the background of my life, and so I just wanted to know if you had any ideas or insights. Um, Lynn, can you tell me a little bit more about your symptoms and what you mean by progressing? Um, symptoms are, um, uh, originally, it I did have um, growth, and I did have a surgery, um, and um, then, then I, that was when I took um, hormones for... Um, golly, maybe just about a decade. Mm-hmm. And then um, there, and I, I did have an ovary removed in, mm-hmm. in that uh, initial surgery, and I did have a little bit of colon removed, just mm-hmm. a bit. So um, then the growth was suppressed for a number of years, and then um, it's there's a growth detected by my left ovary. So I'm um, kind of in a race as far as trying to think that maybe the um, lessening of hormones due to age how old are you would help it 51 okay and have you, you haven't gone through menopause no okay because they probably told you when you go through menopause this should resolve right no actually in my reading I mean I, I have hit the books at times and that that isn't necessarily well it's a, not an absolute mm-hmm. but usually it does improve mm-hmm um, it doesn't mean the growths will go away because sometimes there's scar tissue from right. the growths and so on, but it usually does improve. Um, in the meantime, there's a lot of things that you can do from a holistic standpoint. Yes. And um, have you seen any holistic providers for it? I haven't. I've considered um, acupuncture, but I haven't yet. Okay. That's, a, that's one avenue. Um, okay. You know, so I've worked with a lot of people with endometriosis. The thing about for you is, I, I would say, usually where I start is with diet. Um, endometriosis is considered to be, so what endometriosis is, is it's um, tissue from the uterine lining, just to explain for other listeners, that grows in places outside of the uterus. So as you would expect, um, there's two hormones in the female body to th- think about here, estrogen and progesterone. Estrogen is what I kind of think of as the construction builder of of the world. It likes to build buildings. Okay. The progesterone is kind of like Sometimes if we simplify it, we think of it as the interior decorator. It goes in, it makes everything fluffy and happy and juicy and all that. So in general, in holistic medicine, we think of endometriosis as an imbalance between estrogen and progesterone with a little bit too much building going on in proportion to the amount of progesterone. Okay, so things that we do in holistic medicine to help to restore that balance include, number one, um, eliminating 
external sources of hormones that contribute to higher estrogen. So one like one thing you can do is avoid plastics, av- uh, eat all organic food because pesticides sometimes have estrogenic effects. Avoid um, plastics, you said? Avoid mm-hmm. plastics because they can have estrogenic effects in the body. So never heat Tupperware in, in the microwave. Mm-hmm. I don't rec- Yeah, I don't recommend storing anything in plastic at all. I usually recommend glass. I'd eat all organic. Any kind of meat is going to be much higher in hormones than... Um, uh, so I would highly recommend eating organic for any animal product, but ideally for everything. And then sometimes with endometriosis, what we'll recommend is eliminating dairy. So some people seem to just benefit from eliminating dairy products. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes wheat as well, as well as soy. So those are things to think about. Okay. In addition, I usually recommend having fish oil. I do. Yeah, and but it's actually quite a high amount. How much are you usually using? I've just taken like one pill. I should probably take more than one. Oh, we're talking at least a full tablespoon, if not a tablespoon and a half of fish oil a okay, day. Okay, I do take, um, I do grind up flaxseed. Yeah, but that's, that that's probably not the ideal for endometriosis because you're going to get some estrogenic effects from the flaxseed. Oh, good, seed. good to hear then. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the, these kind of things, the problem is that there's a lot of other things you can do for endometriosis. This is the kind of thing I'd probably say it might be helpful to see in an appointment because okay. um, there's there's other things that well, as well, but that should get you started. And then Marie might have some energetic techniques that she'd recommend. Yeah, thank you. That was great. I learned a whole, a whole bunch. I totally enjoyed that. Um, are you married? Yes. How long have you been married? Um, almost 30. Yeah. Okay. So so here's the deal. Um, anything to do with reproductive problems in women has a lot to do with relationships and uh, has a lot to do with repressed anger. Um, that could be very much, could be connected to their spouse. And I actually wrote down two words where I asked her it was talking divorce, question mark, or married. So in my, question mark. So in my mind, um, part of this is about your relationship. And it, and it doesn't have to be that there's something horrendously wrong with your relationship, but perhaps you're not feeling nurtured or loved, or perhaps there's some communication problems or something of that nature, and you're maybe compromising and not really allowing yourself to express your emotions to avoid conflict or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Is this making sense? Um, in, in a way, I do express myself, mm-hmm. and I always do go towards um, trying to... Um, be communicative and mm-hmm. um, and also on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, but this did start as a teenager before I got married. Right. So that's why I don't know how much, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Well, it can be related to any relationship, you know, any so it could, yeah, it can be related to any relationship, but you've been in the, this relationship for three decades and your symptoms have only increased. So here's the picture I'm getting. And by the way, your husband does have a beautiful smile. Well, he does. His sparkling eyes and a beautiful smile. That's how I see him. Um, Is women, particularly women who are sensitive like you are, but who also block their sensitivities. In other words, I think think you don't give yourself all the attention that you could regarding your sensitivity. In other words, I think you try at times to numb yourself, in my opinion. That's what I'm picking up on. And so in in your sensitivity, what you're going to want to do is have a more deeper, intimate relationship with whoever is in your life. But at the same time, you're blocking some of your desires for your emotional connection or intimacy with an individual. Because intimacy is about, and I'm not talking just about sex. I mean, that would be another subject matter. But I'm talking about really being vulnerable. 
because vulnerability is what is required to have a really deep relationship with someone. We have to be willing to be hurt. We have to be willing um, to have someone not like what we say or how we feel. We have to be willing to be rejected, all the things that we're terrified of. And what I keep getting as I, I look at your husband, smiling, you know, smiling, shining eyes. So perhaps you're getting um, information back, but it's not deep enough. You know, it, it's not hitting that lovely, juicy core place that resonates throughout your being. And so you've repressed anger in your pelvic cavity. And anger can turn into endometriosis, it can turn into fibroids, it can turn into cancer, it can turn into all kinds of interesting things. And so I would really look at the relationship. The, the word I see, as you're looking at your husband, in my opinion, I see a picture of two of you and you're like four or five feet away from each other and you're facing one another, is on top of his head, um, what I'm seeing is the word compromise or compromising. And it's really what you do in the relationship, in my mind. And again, this isn't a bad relationship, but you are very sensitive and your being is re- requesting a deeper, more intimate um, relationship authentically with yourself and whoever you are with. So at least that's my opinion on what's going on. Okay. And, and what's so adorable is that you keep looking at yourself, which is important in terms of healing anything or moving forward in one's life. But I believe this is about relating. You know, this is about really wanting a deep personal relationship okay that's interesting because yeah um i do um i am interested in taking responsibility because i'm aware that oftentimes people are pointing fingers and not taking responsibility so Mm -hmm. i feel you know what can i do in life to take responsibility in a healthy way Mm -hmm. or um you know things that are fulfilling and things that um you know you know, just for the happiness in general. But that's you know? that compromising, you know, because it's never one person's fault. You know, in really healthy relationships is about energy moving back and forth and having resolution that touches the deep of your the depths of your soul. Mm-hmm. So and that's probably why I see this compromising. I think you compromise in the relationship. And he's very fortunate because you don't dig deep enough with him. And so he's this happy go lucky guy because he doesn't have to go deep enough in his relationship with you, in my opinion. Lynn, are you self critical? Um, I wouldn't say excessively so, no. Oh, okay. I, I like to I like to think of life with shifts. Okay. So, I mean, you know, anything that I want to move towards, I just say, you know, it takes little shifts. It's not this big, giant leap. Mm-hmm. So I kind of encourage myself and notice little shifts that I'm taking and, you know, just feel, celebrate those. Good. Great. Good. So I would definitely sit down with his whole relationship idea. Think about it this way. You've been working on healing this issue for decades. And even though my idea doesn't sound like it fits your picture, clearly you need new ideas. <laughs> and, and we're not all, a lot of times when we're looking to heal something, it's hard for us to see it. It's hard for us to really acknowledge or understand what it is. So now you've got, you know, medications or new herbal things that could work for you in diet. And then also look at the relationship because to me, that's what it's about. Okay. okay. All right. Best of luck. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It. Thank all you right. so much. Bye-bye. So tonight we've been talking with Astrid Pajari. She's a physician here in internal medicine at the Pajari Center in Seattle. What's your phone number for the office, Astrid? 206-344-2000.
800-800-8053. And I have a website too, which is pujaricenter.com. Yay! Yeah, we've just absolutely loved having you here, and I hope you'll come back again. I'd love to. Yay, Thanks, Marie. Yay. So on Wednesday, the 17th, I will be at the Residence in Marriott in Seattle. I'll be teaching, I believe it's connecting to the positive field of intention. Hmm. She'll look at my little cheat sheet here. It's between 7 and 9. It's... Um, you can register online or you can call the office or you can drop in. And then on the 19th, which is on a Friday, I'll be at the East West Bookshop in Seattle on 65th and Roosevelt. And I'll be teaching Meet Your Spirit Guides. I look forward to seeing all of you in any of those venues. And of course, thank you so much for listening to Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are in the top five here in KKNW. So we're celebrating our first year on the radio and we're grateful. Thank you so much. Joyful blessings. Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3 Seattle. Express.